Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live Midweek Update. Now, this is the show that gets you caught up with the top news in marketing, advertising, branding, and business with commentary from yours truly. So let's go ahead and get started. This is Wagner Live, a live video talk show and podcast, and your destination for trending topics in marketing, advertising, branding, and business. Straight talking marketing maverick, Wagner Dos Santos is your host. Here's Wagner. Lots of uh, lots of news since we were on break. Lots of news, and there's only so much time to cover the news. So um, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in to something I thought was kind of exciting. Hagen Daz, they got themselves a makeover. If you didn't know, the 56-year-old brand Hagen Daz, yes, 56 years old, um, they um, they finally got a makeover, which included a what they call a brand overhaul. I don't think necessarily, you be the judge, but I don't think necessarily it was a brand overhaul. They fine-tuned or evolved their logo, which I thought was great, but I don't think it was a brand overhaul. And um, they redid their packaging. It's more vibrant and colorful, which I think will do great for their shopper marketing and exposure on the shelves, especially in light of the fact that they've had a lot of competition over the last five decades. You got Ben and Jerry's and a whole suite of other frozen dessert and ice creams in the category. So Hagen Daz has a, you know, they have a rich history and a rich taste in ice cream too. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I just had to say that. Um, but they've had some competition. They needed a breakthrough and I'm sure that this will uh, help them quite a bit. And the new states that they are going to be revamping their product in 800 plus global stores and they will be matching that with a global advertising campaign. So be on the lookout. Um, I remember the last Hagen ad I saw that was, um, if I'm not mistaken, played on uh, during the Super Bowl was very minimalist and uh, and 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 fairly clever and creative. So it'll be interesting to see what the people at Hagen and their creative agency come up with. Now Snapchat is constantly in the news that's nothing new um but they are in this battle with instagram and i call it the battle of features because as soon as snapchat comes out with some features instagram jumps on it and it's hard to see really who's going to be victorious at the end but I believe that someone who is emulating and constantly copying someone else, be it a business, a person, what have you, or in this case, an app trying to replicate the success of another app is always going to be some steps behind. Now, granted, Instagram has the backing of Facebook and that that machine that Facebook is. But Snapchat, I'll tell you. They're innovators, and you know I I'm a sucker for the underdog. So I would really like to see Snapchat prevail, and they have been really great in coming up with very interesting 
products and filters and integrations. So they will continue to do that. And one of the areas that is very new to them and is reflective of some of their recent hirings over the last couple of years is the launch of a new program. It's a program that they are uh, launching or rather they launched today in uh, partnership with NBC News. And this NBC News program is called Stay Tuned. How apropos. And it airs twice a day for Snapchat's 166 million users. And each edition will cover the biggest news stories of the day and be a crisp two to three minutes in length. Um, the Snapchat says that they um, intend, or rather Snap Inc., the uh, parent company to Snapchat, intends to become a destination for exclusive shows. The company hopes to air two to, uh, I'm sorry, they hope to air up to three shows per day by the end of the year. And a spokesperson at Snap Inc. Uh, said, and I quote, our ambition is very much that when someone Wow, I'm, I'm sorry, let me try this again. So our ambition is very much that when something happens in the world or there's a news event that our audience would turn to Snapchat increasingly to get that news. It sounds like a lofty goal for, for Snap and Snapchat to feel that their app will become the destination to get news. But I'll tell you, Facebook has uh, really been pushing their agenda with being the portal to the world and where you get your news and where you get everything. So maybe not so far fetched for Snapchat to take a little chunk of that and, and be the area that you go to get your quick news. Right now, they got tons of little tabloid like news things going on there so you can find out what's up with the Kardashians and such. So. It'll be interesting to see how this uh, this program uh, grows and if it is successful as they hope it is. And um, starting this week, advertisers of all sizes on Snapchat are able to create full screen video ads. And they can do that in less than two minutes um, using just a web browser. And that's thanks to a slick new creative tool that Snapchat is calling Snapchat Publisher. How inventive. <laughs> um, I shouldn't make fun, but it, you know, um, that's the name. Snapchat Publisher. And it's great for, uh, for brands and companies and advertisers that um, are not as big as the Fortune 100 companies and have wanted to utilize Snapchat's advertising um, prowess, if you will. So now it's uh, things like this are making it more attainable, more affordable for those companies. So also in the news is Amazon. Yes, Amazon has been in the news quite a bit competing with Snap Inc's news. And this is interesting because um, the report states that Amazon registered a trademark application for what is what they called a quote unquote prepared food kits. Um, and uh, this suggests that the firm is about to take the likes of Blue Apron in meal kits. And Blue Apron's stock sank 11% on that news. Um, it's interesting because Amazon is, is growing, and no surprise to anyone, growing to become your one-stop shop for all goods. Not... Um, 
obviously beyond where they started with books and um, and beyond some other merchandise and even beyond your simple groceries they will become at some point if they continue on this path the place you go to shop if if i would suspect years from now that when you're talking to someone about i'm going to go and um, and purchase this product that you're not going to Google it, if you will, and you're you're not going to search for someplace. You're gonna you're gonna search within Amazon. You're immediately going to associate Amazon with that's where that's where you shop for anything, and they're making it so that they're combining very strategically the offline world with brick and mortar stores together with the online infrastructure. So. The purchase of Whole Foods, um, their Amazon brick and mortar bookstore, um, their grocery store, uh, Prime Now for uh, deliveries, and all of this is um, is building into this crescendo, I believe, of uh, Amazon taking on commerce. <laughs> um, it sounds evil when I say it that way, but um, but it's it's brilliant, and it'll be interesting to see whether they're going to get to a point where um, there might be some uh, antitrust situations, monopoly. Um, but they are um, they're definitely moving in that direction, and I would say um, very much like how Facebook has really been moving in the direction of being the portal. As I said before, the, the portal of where you do everything. Uh, Facebook would love it in the future that Facebook be the only program you use, that they become the Internet. And if they could, uh, and this is where it's been difficult for them, if they could build a search engine or integrate with someone, they could build a search engine in there that would be as powerful, if not more, than Google, then it'd be game over, right? Because then it, he, he who controls internet search pretty much controls the world <laughs> and uh google's been in that power play position for quite some time if um if facebook could do that then they would be able to close the chapter there and and keep people using their their messenger platform um they would be uh continually building out their brand pages so that the company and brand pages started looking more like websites so that Maybe eventually brands don't need to build websites. They can build their sites on Facebook because, let's face it, if you're on Facebook, you want to stay on Facebook as opposed to having to go out to another source. So um, Amazon, I believe, is moving in that path of owning the the goods space, the, the, the sale of goods space, while uh, Facebook is uh, inching toward conquering the Internet. Um, so anyway, interesting world that we live in and Netflix, Netflix is also conquering in their own way with great, um, I would say some, some great programming, not all of it. Some of them are, um, could, could, could be a little bit better, but there's some programming that, uh, Netflix has really, uh, knocked out of the park and, uh, has won some, uh, considerable awards for. And so Netflix reports that they crushed their growth targets by adding more than 5 million new subscribers for its second quarter. Revenue and earnings per share were in line with analyst guidance, and the results sent the firm's stock up 8%. Kudos to, to Netflix. Um, I've been a loyal Netflix, Netflix customer since uh, the, the very beginning days, and uh, it's great to see where they've, where they've come. I'm curious to, to see, and I have, haven't heard any rumors 
to uh, substantiate this, but if you guys have, let me know whether they're going to come into the hardware market at any point. Are they going to build a television? Will there be a Netflix TV set that you can buy, a flat screen Netflix that will have Netflix built in? Um, will they come up with a, um, a box to um, compete with? Roku and Apple TV and Google uh, and and Chromecast um, that's an, a Netflix box you know these are all possibilities that could be good ideas for them as they grow but so far we we haven't heard anything that suggests that they're moving in that direction and um, also in the news are ad tech companies and the ad tech industry. So um, all these um, ad tech companies that have tools and resources for digital advertising, um, there's uh, there's been, first of all, so much volume of digital advertising that they're pretty much saying stop, that we can't, we can't push out enough of these ads without interrupting everybody's experience on digital platforms and that's the last thing you want to do because you start doing that and you lose people you lose people and then there's no one to advertise to and you know the cycle continues so um they said that they uh there's so many ads for sale on the web that uh they can uh, barely even process all of the volume of inventory and um you know, the the publishers are also seeing larger ad revenue gains by lowering the number of ads on their users. And this came from a Wall Street Journal report. Uh, Little Things and Dot Dash say that they're taking a less is more approach with ads across their sites. And truthfully, less is more is more because if you can space out advertising to where you're not choking your users with ads every second or every minute, they may retain and absorb that ad. And if you do the alternative, then you are creating such heavy media fragmentation that no ad connects with its intended audience. So less is more, but I realize it's a challenge because there are a lot of advertisers, a lot of companies out there, a lot of products and services. Everybody wants to be out there in front of their potential um, consumer, but there's only so much, there's only so much, uh, you know, airtime, if you will, you know, to use a broadcast term to go around. And last but not least, um, I want to talk about the millennials. But I don't want to talk about the millennials as much as I want to talk about Generation Z. Um, for so long, we have as businesses and advertisers and marketers, we keep talking about the millennials. Oh, the millennials, you got to understand the millennials. And, you know, this has to be in a, in a language that the millennials understand. You've heard all that stuff before, right? But I'm here to tell you that that is over. We need to focus on Generation Z. Did you know that Generation Z, their, their segment um, ranges from the age, the, the youngest age, 23 years of age, all the way to 36, all right? Chew on that a little bit. Um, they've been out of college for a few years, and the older part of that segment, they're in their mid-30s. Yeah, while you were sleeping talking about millennials, Generation Z grew up. <laughs> so businesses need to start thinking about how to talk to Generation Z if they haven't thought about it already. And let me tell you, they're very different than the millennials. In fact, I'm thinking about doing a Wagner Live Insights in the very near future 
just on Generation Z because that's how important it is. Um, knowing knowing where they came from, knowing who their parents are and were and, and, and um, the environment they grew up in really tells the story of why they are who they are. And one of the things, which is, I, I, I would say, uh, just as a human being, it's nice to see. It's just, Generation Z is uh, a, a little more frugal. They, um, they are not your... Um, they're not your typical consumer and they are going to be very, very selective. And, um, and even though they grew up with uh, technology, uh, that doesn't mean they're spending a lot on technology. There, there's a lot of interesting things about Generation Z, but, um, what I'll say for now for today in this program is be sure that you're really thinking about this, this, uh, this generational segment, because at that age, bracket um they are in some power play positions and uh, they are a force to be reckoned with so that's our show for today thank you so much for joining me i'm going to be back tomorrow night for a new episode of wagner live interviews that's right it's been a while since we've done an interview and i'm really excited because i'm going to be interviewing uh, a public speaker author and the ceo of the ad, um, the group advertising, which is a Hispanic marketing agency, and he recently, uh, Hernan Tagliani is his name. He recently wrote a book on how to connect with uh, the Hispanic segment and and um, and how to engage with them. So it's going to be it's going to be a great show. He's going to talk about his book a bit. He's going to be talking about his experiences with the Hispanic. Um, community and culture and uh, the differences between Hispanic and Latino and and how how to really capitalize on this uh, growing segment of the population uh, that really controls um, also a great bit of uh, purchasing power so you, you won't want to miss that and um, and if you do if you do miss the live show well there's the video replay and uh, and also the audio podcast. So until then, this is Wagner signing off. This has been another episode of Wagner Live. For replays, show schedules, and more information, go to Wagner.live. Until next time.